The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. Let's just jump right into this. And uh, Sarah, I'm going to start with you with this first question. And here it is. Why is this season of fasting so important? Why is this season of fasting so important? Okay, I think that there are a lot of reasons that fasting is important. But when I thought about this question in our church um, and this year coming up, I feel like this is a way that we can fight against spiritual numbness. Um, When a member of the persecuted church asked what he thought about the American church, he said, so much food and so little power. And that should really, that should really kind of cause us to think about what does he mean by that statement? And I think the reason that um, that is true um, of the big C church, we're seeing that more and more, so much food, so little power. Why is that true? It's because of this spiritual numbness um, of, of all the food that we consume, the TV that we binge, the social media that we suck on. It's kind of like we are daily injecting our spirits with Novocaine and we're numb and we can't hear things, uh, that still small voice of the Holy Spirit, we're not, we're not picking up on it. We're not seeing things clearly that God wants to show us in his word. Um, we're not feeling his presence just like in the everyday moments. We may get some goosebumps here at church. We may have a little tear here on Sunday when they hit that note or whatever, but what about the everyday, middle of the day when he's right there and his presence is trying to break through, um, but we're not sensing it or picking up on what he's wanting to do because of this spiritual numbness. And fasting is the way that we confront the spiritual numbness. And fasting is a way that we resist. We resist apathy. And I think apathy is something that it continually cycles through the church, through the life of the believer. So this is how we confront it. This is how we resist it. And the reason that fasting does these things, it's because it, it kicks against these two questions that drive our culture, which is how do I feel and what do I want? How do I feel? What do I want? Fasting, it's like, don't care how I feel. I don't care what you want. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to reorient our hearts. I love this quote from John Tyson. He says, fasting is one of God's great tools for reorienting our longings away from the flesh and back toward God. All of us, Every person, every person, we all have deeply engraved patterns, dopamine reward mechanisms, and neural pathways that are centered around a need for physical satisfaction. That tells us that we all want to be physically satisfied. But here's what fasting does. It breaks these default connections and it reorients us toward a greater food, intimacy with, and enjoyment with God. That's good. So good. Anybody else want to add anything to that? Awesome. Okay. So, so I think, well, well, let me, let me say this. I think sometimes we think fasting, let me tell you what fasting is not. Cause I think sometimes we go into fasting and people kind of get this perspective of like, okay, I'm going to, it's kind of like the kid who is mad at his parents, wants to get his way. So he's going to hold his breath. And now because he's holding his breath, his parents are going to give him his way, but that's not that's not like we're not trying to manipulate God. It's really not about that. We're not trying to twist God's arm. We're not trying to punish ourselves 
in order to get ourselves to this greater place with God. Um, by fasting, listen, you're not making God love you anymore. He loves you as much as he's going to ever love you already. You're not paying for your sins. Jesus already paid for your sins. It's like Sarah's saying, it's really about laying some stuff down so we can connect with God in a greater way. Tune into his voice, hear him, be led by him for our families, for our church, for, for everything that God wants to do. Okay, so Tondrai, let me ask you this. Um, if you would, Sarah, pass the mic to Tondrai. What kind of fast should I do? And is it important when you're doing a fast that food is involved? Like, is that a thing? Because I know some people, they'll fast social media. They'll do some of that. So talk about that for a little bit. All right. So, <clears throat> so Romans chapter 8 says, is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk after the spirit and, and not after the flesh. And so when you look at that, on the flesh aspect, I think it's, um, I'm going to connect this all together. I think it's in John where it says the three things that we fight against is the lust of flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So when you look at the lust of the flesh in and of itself, there are are three things that the flesh naturally longs for uh, physically, which is water or something to drink, food, and sex. Okay, yeah. those are the three things <laughs> that the body naturally three big ones. for. Yeah. Now, everything else, when you look at, you know, like TV, and I, those are acquired, they're not naturally off the body. And so, the reason why then food becomes an essential element of the fast is because it's a natural desire that the body has. And obviously, with, with, with sex, you, you, you need to be married. So yeah. you, can, you need to have consent with your Amen. partner for that to Amen happen. Church. And not eating out of that. So you're left with two, really, which is, which is uh, food and, and water. And so when you then put yourself in a position where you're denying yourself the food and water, and, and Daniel 10 and verse 2, Daniel says, choice food, delicacies, pleasures. And so when you remove yourself from those delicacies and pleasures, you're letting the body know that I'm not following after you. I'm following and enhancing my spirit or empowering my spirit. Because the body has its desires. Because again, remember who who walk not after the body. So the body has its desires, but after the spirit. Yeah. So by denying the body, you are essentially putting yourself in a position where you can hear what the spirit of God is saying. And, and, and I think we're going to talk more about that as we go through this. But, right. um, but I think, yes, you can fast, you know, the social medias and the, and the TVs. But I think essentially food is a very important component here because that's what the body naturally longs for. And our systems are designed to say, okay, if you eat at eight, you're going to feel that hunger at eight. And, and, and you'll notice if you're really going to go into um, the, the type of fast that we're going to, uh, the Daniel fast, I think is really what, what, we're, what we're looking into doing. If, if you really align yourself there, you'll find the first days are going to be a struggle because the body's fighting back. But after you quiet that, after day six, day seven, and you quiet that, you begin to have this connection with God that you have not had before because now the body has stepped aside and now your spirit becomes really alive and really connected. That is good. I think it's important to fast food um, because we live in a culture that is so obsessed with food more than ever with the Instagram post and the celebrity chefs and networks that are totally devoted to food. We all love food. Every enjoyment that we have in life, it's centered around food. We're going to go have fun tonight, fellowship. What are we going to do it over? Eat food. Food. <laughs> um, and so I think it, it um, just puts us in a different plane when we're going to get rid of food. And as we talk about 
the Daniel fast. And that's what we're going to go all in as a church, if you can, unless you have dietary restrictions, to do this Daniel fast. And like you said, it's the no choice meat. And when I was reading that and thinking about that, I thought of Marie Kondo. And she has this show, and if you're cleaning out your closet... You're not supposed to get rid of something if it sparks joy, right? You hold this item in your hand, and if it sparks joy, then you keep it in your closet. Uh, But it's the opposite of that with Daniel Fast. And if you've got this food that's sparking joy, you know, your coffee, your um, Reese's peanut butter cups, if it sparks joy, you're going to eliminate it from your pantry. So, again, we can um, be in touch with the greater food, which is intimacy and enjoyment with God. And, 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 you know, it's, it's also interesting that you will find in times like this, people will say, oh, can I eat yogurt? Oh, can I eat uh, chips? Can I eat this? And people, Is dark chocolate <laughs> a vegetable? Yeah. <laughs> so, again, the, the moment you see it as a delicacy, something that the body does not necessarily need to function, I think that's the realm of which you're going to be uh, working in. So... Hoping that minimizes the messages to ask, you know, is this okay? Is this not okay? But defining it as as a delicacy, and then I think um, uh, you took what kind of fast. Also, I sort of started with the second part. Is I mean, you can do an absolute fast, but then if it's a twenty-one day fast, I don't think that's wise to go twenty-one days without any food or water. So, which is why I think we're more leaning towards the the Daniel fast. Absolutely, and I think you know. By definition, the Bible, the biblical definition of fasting is is a willing abstinence or reduction from some or all food, drink, or both for a period of time. So I think it is important to understand that fasting involves food, like a real fast is food. You can abstain from things like social media, like television, and I would encourage you to do that. We always do that as a part of our fast. We're going to pull away from some of those things so that we can spend more time because it's prayer and fasting. So we can spend more time in the Word of God. So we can spend more time in prayer. We're going to lay some of these things down. But, you know, saying that I'm going to go on a social media fast, just so you know, that's not really a thing. I'm sorry to burst your bubble there, but if you really want to fast, according to Scripture, there has to be some food involved. And so we're doing the Daniel fast. We want to invite you to that, uh, to be a part of that with us. We believe God's going to do something amazing through that. Okay, so Jackson, let's let's go to you, or actually, let's go to my mom next. I think, and and uh, I'm going to edit there. So, mom, let's go to you, and let me ask you this: What? Because we're talking about prayer and fasting. So what? how does prayer play into our fast? What should my prayer life look like during the fast? Well, first of all, if you just fast and you don't pray, you're just on a diet. Yeah. The whole point of fasting, and you look, you look all through the, the word, how many times like when Jehoshaphat had three enemy armies coming against him, what did they do? They fasted so they could hear the instruction that God had for them. Yeah. And I, I want to bounce back on what Sarah said about the numbness. I see a numbness at times in the church. Uh, the American church has been very comfortable and very happy because everything's just been good. But last year, let us all know what trust really looked like. Right. And the word the Lord told me for this, for this fast and for our church too is he gave me the word relentless. There are things that, that we need to be relentless about this year. Yeah. And um, so I had a few things written down here that the Lord sh- shared with me about it. And number one, we need to be relentless about the word of God. Yeah. 
I find that most people in their prayer life, they don't know enough of the Word of God to even know what the benefits of the covenant is. And so, you know, you pray with them and you ask them what they want and they don't really know. And so I, I believe that you need to have a, uh, you need to have scriptures for whatever the goals are f- through your fast for yourself. So yeah. Write them down. If you don't know what they are, it's a good time to, to, there's all kinds of things now where you can just go and say scriptures on finances, yeah. scriptures on healing, scriptures on uh, whatever it is, you can find it easily. And I suggest to families that you get, you get scriptures for your families to have goals. Yeah, that's great. Uh, one of the things you've got to learn about the Word of God is that it is God's mind. Yeah. And the Old Testament talks about it said that Israel knew the acts of God, but Moses knew the ways. And I see that today. A lot of people know Bible stories. They know God's acts. They know he's at the Red Sea, but what does that mean to me? And when you begin to get in the Word of God, you begin to find His heart, His motives, and His character. Yeah. And then you know what God has for you. Right. Because He has only good for you. And always remember when you're praying, you're talking to your Father, and He cares about everything. But there were two things that came to my mind, uh, or a couple here, about what our prayer life should look like. First of all, I, I may have said this, relentless. We need to have a relentless attitude that we're going to uh, get over some humps maybe this year that you didn't get over in 2020. That's good. And I got two scriptures the Lord gave me. He said, um, Deuteronomy 29, 29, and this is for our families. It says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which, which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of the law. And that's not just talking about being a law-oriented in people, but knowing what God says about you. But the secret things, there are just things we're not going to know unless we get in that place where our spirits are open to God. That's good. And so you need to know the word of God. And, and I love this scripture too. It goes kind of along with this uh, in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. And I really believe God wants this us for us this year. I has not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prefer, prepared for those who love him. But the big part of this scripture is this. But... God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all the things, the deep things of God. Mm. And when you get into that place of fasting and you shut down your flesh, your spirit begins to rise and you get a revelation of the word like you don't normally get. And there are deep things God wants to show us. There There are strategies and things to help you get over humps that maybe you didn't in 2020 and it you know that was quite a year none of us expected that year right but every year should be like that what does God say about my family what does he want to reveal to my family I don't I don't I don't have to have something revealed to me about the whole world but what about my family what does he want for my family this year it's good and then the the next thing I, I felt like the Lord says pray in the spirit do a lot of praying in the Spirit. And people don't always understand about praying in the Spirit. To them, it's a, a funny language, then they don't know what it means. But the, the wonderful thing about praying in the Spirit, and I'm going to read this from Romans 8, 
coming out of where you were. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. And that word weakness there means the inability to get results. That's what that means. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And that there, when it says the Spirit himself, it actually means you are praying the prayers of God. That's what it means. If he was here talking, these are the, but you're doing it in a language you may not understand, but you are praying according to this scripture. It says, now he searches the hearts, knows what the mind of the spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. When you're praying in the spirit, you are praying the perfect, absolute, perfect will of God for your life. And that's when a lot of times people don't get it. You pray in the spirit for a little while and all of a sudden a scripture will rise up or something that's God showing you what he wants you to pray for. You know, we get caught up in the interpretation of it and all that, but a lot of times the interpretation of praying in the Spirit is simply as you walk, you begin to know what God wants you to do. So praying in the Spirit is very important. And if you haven't been filled with the Spirit, we have a, we have a staff in an altar that can get you filled. And so I think that's a real important part. God wants to reveal secrets to people this year humps they want to get over to to secure that 2020 is 2021 is going to be a banner year but we're going to have to be relentless in our pursuit in our prayer life so that's so good I think about um you know what does prayer have to do with fasting I think to that story in Mark chapter 9 where the disciples are trying to cast out this demon out mm-hmm. of this young boy, and Jesus, they're not successful. It's not working. And then Jesus comes down from the, the Mount of Transfiguration, and the demon sees Jesus, and he just mm-hmm. he's gone. He, he leaves. Mm-hmm. And later in private, the disciples are like, what did we do wrong? Like, help us figure out why didn't this work? We've done this in the past, and it worked. Why didn't it work this time? And Jesus says something pretty remarkable. He says, uh, this kind can only come out with prayer and fasting. And so we see there's a marriage there. There's there's something important about prayer and fasting. And as I thought about that, I, I just thought, what is the this kind in our nation that can't come out? We can protest, we can rally, mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. we can throw money at things, we can try to change policy, but what are those this kind of things in our nation? What are the this kind of things in our families, addictions in our lives, things that our kids our kids are dealing with? We've grounded them, we've we've spanked them, we've done this, we've done this. But what if we fast and we pray and and, and we we just take that heart of maybe it's a this kind that can mm-hmm. only come out with prayer and fasting. So I want to encourage you, pray in the spirit, pray the word, pray Mm -hmm. the Psalms if you don't know where to start, but Mm -hmm. prayer and fasting go together Mm -hmm. like peanut butter and jelly. And I I would say too, uh, really have a plan for your prayer life, what it's going to look like. And I think we have windows throughout our day. One, I would say, dedicate the first part of your day every day to prayer. The first words out of your mouth, especially during this fast, the first words out of my mouth every day, I try to make them to the Lord. Uh, but, but especially during this time, start your day with prayer. Get up a little earlier than you normally do to pray. Uh, when you're in your car, turn the radio off, turn music off, and, and spend that time traveling and praying. And, and just find windows throughout your day. Don't, I would also encourage you, you know, come up here, pray with us. Be a part of this, this prayer that we're going to be doing. Really commit to that and say, I'm, and commit to it like I'm going to do it every day. I'm going to be there all the time. 
and, and, but commit to, to prayer in a greater way than ever before. And I believe God's going to really show up and, and show out. We've seen it in our life before. And I'll just say, I know that time frame for the 21 days of prayer, you might not be able to come. You might not be able to make that. I'm probably not going to be able to make a ton because of our kids' school schedule, and, uh, but we'll switch off. But I would just say, even if you can't make that time frame, maybe get, you can't be here physically. Maybe just say, I'm going to get up early every day during the 21 days. And while I know that there are people here praying, I'm going to be praying in my living room. I'm going to be praying in my closet or whatever it is. But uh, but take that time, even if it can't be here physically. If you're home or in your car, you're driving during that time frame, be praying with us. Be praying in spirit with us at the same time. I think that's very important. Okay, so we've talked a lot about this. What What's kind of the point? Like, why do we do this? I mean, we've shared a little bit of that, but does this actually work, I think, is a question that you can run into. Uh, So, Jackson, why don't you tackle that? Does it work? Um, So, I think there's a lot of different ways you can answer this. Short and simple, yes, it does work. Um, And one of the ways we can know it works is because it's in God's Word. Um, And if we are people who believe that God's Word is true, that it's perfect, that it's something that we can build our lives on, which that's what we believe here at New Song, then if it's in God's word, it works. Yeah. And um, there's, I'm not going to give you examples, but there's plenty of examples in the Old Testament and the New Testament of people fasting for God and, and to seek him and to, to find direction, to mourn, to grieve, all these different reasons. You've got Moses, Esther, Jesus, the disciples, all of them fasted for different reasons, um, and they saw results. Um, and so we can see just from God's word simply, like, yes, it works. But um, I'm reminded of, I was actually just thinking about this, Revelation talks about how we overcome by the, word of the, or the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so I think testimonies are important too. Um, we've got a church filled with testimonies of people who fasted and, and God showed up. And, uh, you know, Haley and I, my wife, we've been, a, we've been a part of New Song for a couple of fasts now. And two years ago we fasted um, because we were wanting to, to move out of our apartment we were wanting to buy a house. It was something that we felt like God was calling us to do, and we had the money saved up, but, you know, we were young. We'd never bought a house before and didn't want to end up in a sticky situation and <laughs> never buying a house before. And so we prayed for direction. And for us, you know, God showed up. We ended up being in our house before the fast even ended, which was miraculous. And then um, this past year, we fasted because we wanted to know if this was the year to have our, our first baby. And it was cool that this one's cool because, you know, we had no idea the pandemic was going to happen this year, but we got a yes from God. And so he knew. And, um, and so even though, you know, two years ago, our fast, we kind of saw like a really quick result. Um, this year was different. We, we knew we had a yes, but we had to hold on to that yes throughout the whole year when things went crazy. Um, and we had to look back at the fast and say, well, we heard from God. And so we believe that this is the year and, and ended up being a great year for us and and God showed up for us. So yes, in short, like we can look at scripture and if we believe scripture is true, it it works. Um, And we can look at other people's testimonies and that builds our faith and we can see that it works too. But um, at the end of the day, I kind of don't like that question because what I'm reminded of is I'm reminded of, you know, like people saying, well, I'll do the keto diet if I see the results I want to see. Or I'll do that workout routine if I see the results I expect to see. And I think if we carry that into not just fasting but any spiritual discipline, um, we can 
find ourselves coming out thinking it doesn't work when really our expectations just weren't met. Um, Like, you know, you could have somebody come up to you and say, well, I tried that tithing thing and it didn't work. But it was just that your expectation was you didn't get a $1,000 check in the mail because you tithed. And But really, in reality, it does work, and you were taken care of. And I think sometimes, if we're not careful, we can come into a season of fasting and think, well, if I just fast really hard, my life's going to be perfect, and I'm not going to fight with my spouse anymore, and I'm going to get good grades on my test. And, like, that's not... That's not the expectation we should carry. Like right. you're we gonna sh- get, you're gonna get hangry. Yeah, at some point. it's hard. You're gonna have to put that down. Fasting yeah. is hard. It's a spiritual discipline, and right. I think like, you know, one expectation that we can't have and know without a doubt it's gonna be met. And, and and I'll say too, like, even with my testimony, like with the house and the baby, like those are great. But at the end of the day, like both of those fasts, I came out of it just being closer to God more than the rest of the year, and that's really what I wanted. And so I think as, as a church, as we're stepping into this fast, that needs to be kind of where our expectation is. Like, yes, we're seeking God for specific things, and yes, we can ask for things, but um, our expectation shouldn't be that our expectations get met, if that makes sense. That's so good. Again, it's not like we're holding our breath saying, God, do this. I know many fasts, there'll be expectations that I feel like God gives us for the fast, and then you get to the end of it, and you're like, well, that didn't, that, I didn't quite get that answer. I didn't quite get that. But what I don't know is that it's coming, exactly. and it's coming in the next few weeks. Uh, it's it, the leading that I need, the, the decisions I'll need to make in the weeks ahead. Will, will, I'll be ready to make them. I'll be in a better place to make them because I've spent that time committing to the Lord. I'll say this, too. Just be on your guard after the fast because we see in Scripture when Jesus goes into the wilderness for 40 days to fast, and that's where Satan comes to tempt him, when he's physically weak. And if you've just been fasting, and if you've just been um, not taking delight in food, but you haven't been doing the prayer, and you haven't been putting in the word, then you will be weak physically, but you will also be weak spiritually. And when he comes in to tempt you, you can go through this fast, and then you can just fall. So you have to really be mindful that as you're fasting, um, and, and you're trying to get you're, you're you're not trying to get something from God, but you're trying to just build your spirit and be closer to Him. And and as you do that, you're strengthening your spirit so that after the fast, when you are tempted to do something, um, not just eat a burger, but tempted to sin, tempted um, to drift from God, that you won't give in to that. Did you have something, Tondra? Yeah, um, I wanted to um, just talk about the importance of the word even during this time of fasting. And um, the reason why I think it's very important to involve yourself in reading the word while you're fasting is is you really got to, you have to have yourself in a position of hearing the, the sound of God. How, yeah. how does he sound? Um, because when you, when you read the Bible, when you read the word, you begin to learn the sound of how God sounds when he talks. So, for instance, if somebody told me that, hey, Pastor Josh just told me that uh, his favorite shoes are Adidas or FUBU, I'm going to be like, that doesn't sound like Pastor Josh because, I mean, I've been sitting under this man's ministry for five years and I don't know if you've ever worn a pair of Adidas, but the, <laughs> I've seen a lot of Nikes, but not a lot yeah. of Adidas. But, but again, it might be that it is, but it doesn't sound 
like yeah, you. And so when you good. read the Bible and you get into the word, because God is wanting to talk to you, essentially what you're wanting out of this fast is to hear God. That's what you want. You want yeah. God to give you the direction, God to give you the word. And even when he responds with the answer, or let's say you're fasting so that like Jackson was saying for the house, essentially what you want is not just the house, but that voice, that word of God that gives you so the direction. Good. And so if you're not reading the word, you're not going to know the sound of God. Yeah. And then it's going to seem like God has said this, but if you don't know his sound, you won't be sure whether it's him or it's not him. So I think in, in as much as we are praying, which, which we should, and, and breaking habit, I think that's a very key thing here. When you're in a moment of fast, your habits should not be the same. It's not be just you're yeah. just staying away from food. And then you're praying, but you're binge watching a lot of TV right. or and you're going off in the, in the different direction of, yeah, yeah, you're staying away from these foods, but you're replacing that by doing something different. Right. To me, when you do that, that's Isaiah 58. We have fasted, we've humbled ourselves, but God, why have you not heard us? Because the type of fast he wants is for us to have the posture of brokenness before him. And in reading the word and in praying allows us to have that opportunity. And, and I think that's that's very key. So so like Pastor Sarah was saying, watch yourself during this fast. Just don't Good. say, don't concentrate on seven days and I haven't eaten meat. Right. Don't concentrate on what you're not doing, but concentrate more on what you need to be doing. That's so good. So, so good. Okay, so you've decided that you, you're going to do this. You're in. You're going to go for it. Uh, you're married. you got kids. What does that look like? How, if you're married, should you and your spouse do the same kind of fast? If you have kids, should you involve them in the fast? Who, who wants to kind of help me tackle this one? Um, I'll take this one. I don't have, I do have a kid now, but she won't be fasting because she's a month and a half old now. But um, I would say yes, if you're married, 100% do the same fast as your spouse uh, this year. We won't be doing the same fast because Haley's nursing. Um, so I'll be doing it by myself, which is going to be a little bit harder. Um, but yeah, you want the accountability of your spouse to be able to, um, you're going through it together and you should be praying together and, and you know, doing all of it together. So yeah, I would, but as far as kids, I'm not totally sure. I'll answer the kids one since I've got the kids, the ages that could actually participate in a fast. We have a 12-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 7-year-old. And I haven't really thought about this question until this very moment for this fast, this season. Um, I think we've kind of done it wrong in the past. We're like, you're going to fast with us, and let's, you guys are, we're, we're deciding for you. You're going to do no sugar for 21 days. And they always do it with us and they always kind of go along with it but I know it doesn't make a spiritual impact in their lives it's just like we're on a diet from sugar for 21 days so um, if you do involve your kids there needs to be some training and there needs to be some teaching and there needs to be a willingness of their heart to do it with you because if you're forcing them to do something then it's just going to be annoying for you and for them so um, I would present it to your kids, depending on their ages, with what you've learned today, with what you know about fasting. Let them know what you're going to be doing, and then ask them, is there any type of food that you are feeling led? Why don't you pray about it? Because we teach them how to hear the voice of God in their class. And so you could simply just say, hey, let's pray about this. Ask the Holy Spirit if there's any type of food that he would like you to fast from over the 21, next 21 days um, and what that could look like in their lives. So let them be involved. But I think most importantly is let them take ownership of it because if you're just saying you're going to do this, um, then it's just it's not, it's not going to be fruitful in their lives. And I would also say that related to our kids, I know one of the things I'd like to do with our kids this year is 
in, in inviting them to a fast more than anything is, hey, let's be more in tune with a spiritual discipline for the next 21 days. Like, let's really commit to that in a greater way than ever, ever before. And that may mean we got to go get them some devotionals or we have to, we're going to spend more time with them in the word ourselves, but, but inviting them into really what God wants to do and say. And, and I think that they're, I, I really do believe that God wants to speak to them. I, we, we love kids here at New Song Church. We believe God loves kids, wants to minister to them. So I would encourage you to, to have an expectation that God's going to do something with your kids during this time. Okay, so I think, you know, kind of a, a final question. I, I don't know that too many people are really going to be here at this point. But maybe you find yourself going, do, is this, do I have to do this? Is this necessary? And I know at one point, you know, it, you can't, there could be a little bit of a peer pressure that you could feel out of this. We don't want you to feel that. We're not you know, putting a gun to your head and telling you you have to do this. We want you to feel encouraged and do this in faith with an expectation. But I do think related to that question that there is a mandate that we see in Scripture to fasting. Mom, you want to address that real quick? Yeah. Um, one of the things that you'll find in the Word, it, it's one of the pillars of Christian faith, and it's mentioned in Scripture a third as much as prayer is fasting. Wow. Uh, I'm just going to read a few notes I've got here on it. Jesus expects you to do it because in Matthew 6, 5, and 6, he says, Jesus said, when you pray, not if. And in the same passage, when you fast, not if. So it's not a matter of Jesus demanding that, but to me, if he did it, I certainly, I mean, if the Lord fasted and prayed, what about, yeah, I need to fast and pray. Right. Fasting enables you to discipline your body so that your body becomes a servant of the Lord rather than the master of your spirit. When you fast, your body begins to obey your spirit instead of its own habits and impulses. And I love this one. Fasting does not change God. It's like Pastor said at the beginning. He's going to love you just as much at the end of it as he did before. And if you don't do it at all, he's going to love you. But... It transforms our prayers so we can hear from God, and that's kind of been the thread here. We want to hear God's voice this year. It allows us to receive wisdom, instruction, guidance, and knowledge. Also, fasting brings breakthroughs. The first chapter of Joel speaks of everything, and it said it was all dried up. The joy was dried up. The the trees were dried up. The fields were dried up, and so they called a fast. And the result of that was the was in Joel where the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit was promised to us. And that was that the, the Spirit of God would come to dwell with us permanently. And what's so wonderful about that is that we are the, the church is the one that the, the Spirit of God came to permanently dwell in. And he permanently dwells in all of us. And we need to take advantage of when we shut down our flesh, God wants to talk to us he wants to minister to us. He wants to help us. That's what he's all about. The Holy Spirit just wants to help us. Yeah. He's not going to do it for us. Yeah. Because he wasn't sent to do that. But he was sent here, sent here to help us be full of God's Spirit, have the mind of Christ, and know what to do for 2021. And I, I think it's going to be a very good year if you decide that you're going to be relentless in your faith and in what you're doing for God. Um, 
and I don't want to get too lengthy on this, but one of the things I've meditated on lately is the parable of the ten virgins. And it talks about five were ready and five were not. And the, what they didn't have was that oil. Yeah. And we need the oil of the Spirit this year for us to know what to do. And it's always available, and it's always there. It's never turned off. It's always pouring, and you can reach your hand into it. That's what makes where we live today so wonderful, yeah. is that we are not like they were in the Old Testament where the anointing came and went. It is a constant flow from heaven that we can dip into every moment of every, of every day. So, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope you're encouraged by this today. I hope that you are excited about this opportunity because I really believe it is an opportunity. The Bible tells us that when you draw near to the Lord, He draws near to you. And that's what this is about. We're going we're gonna to pursue God like never before. And in doing so, know that as you take steps towards him, he's taking steps towards you. And I believe that there's going to be breakthroughs that take place. We're going to love God like never before. And I believe that by the end of this, you're going you're gonna to be connected to God in a way like, like never before. Thanks for listening to this week's message from New Song Church. If you have a prayer need or would like more information about New Song, you can email info at newsongpeople.com. If you would like to partner with New Song through giving, go to www.newsongpeople.com forward slash give. And if you want to stay connected to New Song, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for New Song People.